You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. You didn't seem that excited. Maybe I'm the only one. Anyone actually excited about a blank calendar? Uh, two of yous, that's awesome. So that's, that was a start, that's the basis of my whole sermon. So if two of you are going to really enjoy this. The rest of you, yeah, just hopefully you find something. No, so blank calendars. I've got the 2019 February there. Something excites me about that. It's just the next slide over. Beautiful. I don't know about you, but my calendar's already a couple of days into the new year. My calendar already doesn't look like that. So I want to talk about what a 32-year-old with a family's calendar might look like. I get that might not relate to every single person here, but try to picture your calendar. So we need to put things in that before we can get started. So let me put work in to my 2019. There's still plenty of space, still plenty. Let's get excited. Woo! 2019. Look at that Saturday. Look at those Sundays. Um, But kids do sport, dance. Uh, I have a young family for me, so it's morning and nights. Put him to bed, get him up breakfast. So let's put that one in. That's the next one. There you go, you got the Saturday Green Sport. Plenty of white there. Still exciting. Woo, 2019. Um, Let's put, because we're Christians, let's put church in. You need to do, they can't do a sermon and not mention church. You got Sunday there. Um, And then I've just given you the spiel about needing to help the church, and so you're going to serve. So let's put serving the church in. There's a couple of small groups there on a Wednesday night, there's a Sunday afternoon one there. A Saturday morning, a working bee. You've come to a working bee once a month. That, oh, great. And then who exercises or does some hobby? Who has a hobby here? Very good. Let's, let's put that in because we all have hobbies, exercise. I don't know what it is. It, video games, it doesn't matter. Let's put some um, hobbies in there next. So, that, yes, yeah, so it's still exciting. It, there's room there, I think. And then um, who's ever had the perfect week that's planned? I, I, so that, yeah, that gets a response. There you go. So if you don't like raising your hand, you can respond to that one. Um, I haven't had a week planned. There's usually a, um, probably once every couple of months, there's a hospital visit, there's an asthma attack, um, there's a spew virus going around from kindy. Um, that's just the kids. And then there's everything else that's unplanned. Um, so let's just put, there's work-related unplanned things. So let's put the unplanned there in red. Lastly, there's this cultural voice if you're a 30... Again, speaking to a 32-year-old, understand you've got different voices and different responsibilities, but there's this cultural voice, at least for my generation, that says constantly you're not enough. Uh, New, Year's Eve, uh, New Year's Day and New Year's will definitely ramp this up now. They'll start telling us we don't have the perfect body or we're, we don't have enough things. 2019 needs, I don't know, that special thing from the Audi catalogue or the, um, which is my weakness, um, that, that thing will complete our life. Or if you look like this, then 2019 is going to be the best year ever. So you're not enough. You need to do more. You need to look better. You need to be smarter. You're not good enough. Um, or you're not as good as that person. You need to have more likes on your Facebook or Instagram. You need to have more followers. You need to be more popular. You need to be more successful. So there's this voice all year round. So let's put that in. So that's the voice all year round that's just telling you you're not enough. So even when you get a moment to yourself, you should be doing something. You should be furthering your career or your whatever it is. And then let's, um, let's, let's mark in 
and I'm speaking from my own experience, let's mark the moments where you maybe had a moment with God to truly hear his voice. And so let's mark those in. So there you go. So Sunday morning, James must have been preaching that morning. And so something spoke to you and you went, and then for something, Wednesday morning, there was a good Wednesday morning there where you and God had a moment and you got to listen to what he might want to say. And so does anyone, you may not look like a 32-year-old's calendar, but does anyone relate to this at all when they look at their calendar? I'm going to get, hand, going to get interaction here this morning. Great. So I'm not alone. Romans 12, 1 to 3 says this. Let me read from the book to the, to the Romans from Paul. Let me read Romans 12, 1 to 3. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. As I read that afresh this year, I, one word sort of screamed at me, and that's the word patterns. Patterns of this world. That implies that there are works, ideas, things we do that the world says we should do. They conform us and tell us to live a certain way, live in within these patterns. Funny because a thousand or a couple of thousand years later, I'm listening to a leadership podcast this week, not a Christian one, um, not even in preparation for my sermon, but he says this. I was like, brilliant. He says this, this, this CEO and, and researcher on workplace, uh, worth, work ethic and balancing your life, he says, he says something like this. People think they are the sum of their goals. They think because they want to do or be someone that if they focus on that, it'll make them that person. He said, but in reality, it's our habits. It's the sum of our habits that will change us. He uses the example that we want to be fit. So we buy a gym membership and we get gym clothes. We get new shoes. I don't know, a headband. Do people wear them to the gym ever? But we get a headband to wipe all that forehead sweat off. Yet we haven't scheduled our week to actually attend the gym. So we say something like, I need to make more time, which is physically, in physics, impossible to make more time. You only can manage the time. And so we don't keep a habit, we don't keep a routine, and then six months later, we've just paid six months' worth of a gym membership we've used only twice. It's the habits, it's the sum of our habits that define who we become. Great wisdom from this CEO, this researcher on leadership. But what's funny is Paul said this thousands of years before. He said, if you want to look more like Jesus, you can dress like a Christian, you can be around Christians, but it's the practices of Jesus, it's the habits that will allow you to see transformation. It's regular time with him, it's setting good habits. Now, I'm not saying, please no, I'm not saying we set habits so God loves us more. That's the whole reason we start most of our services with communion, so you know there's nothing more to do. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying God will love you more if you do stuff. He won't look at your calendar and go, I love that guy. I love that girl. He loves you already. 
He's freed you already. He's paid the price already. Everything that needs to be proven has been proved by him. It is finished. But if you want to look more like him, if you want to work, walk in his footsteps, in his ways, if you want to be more loving, more generous, if you want people to see your life and say, that looks weird because it looks right. <laughs> there's something about them that is calm. There's something about them that seems to have an anchor in their life. There's something about them that seems so generous and loving and peaceful. If you want that, then you're going to set habits. You're going to need to practice it. Um, Jesus never says perform. He says practice these things. So practices. Philippians 4.9 says, talks about this. It says, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. It doesn't say God will love you more, but it says you'll have this peace. You'll become more rested, more peaceful in God. And Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. Sets you up, God's done everything. He set you up. He's doing his work. But we can, it says there, the last line, that we should walk in them. We get the privilege of walking in them regularly. He's prepared them. He's inviting us to walk in them. So simple question this morning. And almost, we've got a couple of things I want to talk about practically, but this could be sermon over at this point question for just simply this year what practices or god-led patterns should we walk into in 2019 let me read that one more time what practices or god-led patterns should we walk into in 2019 if you're taking notes please just i encourage you to write that down ask yourself that if you're you're married talk about it with your spouse if you've got a family talk about it with your family if you've got close friends or a friend or someone you can talk to that will talk to them about this. Ask, what, hey, what practices are you putting in in 2019? What can I keep you accountable to? Show, even if you want to be, if you know them well enough, go show me your calendar. Where are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? Not as a bragging thing, but as a way to keep each other accountable so that we can all look more like Jesus. It's a blank slate this year, and, and Christ has made it a blank slate. It's a blank calendar. He's done everything that needs to be done. And so this is an invitation to ask him for his direction, his provision, his transformation in 2019. I'm not going to spend the rest of the sermon then filling your calendar up. I thought about that. <laughs> or things you should do. Not at all. That would defeat the purpose of actually asking God. That's just asking Pastor Steve what needs to be done around here um, that's not as helpful helpful I believe but not as helpful of course as actually spending some time with God and asking what he has but I do want to talk to you about one habit the church is going to put into place this year that I'm excited about um, one thing I'm really looking forward to in two more months it's in your church news and that's this date 3rd of March if you're taking notes write this down 3rd of March this is a habit a thing the church is going to aim for this year and maybe some of your habits will align with this, maybe not. 3rd of March, in the afternoon, we're going to have an intro alpha night. I'll give us more details as we go on, but I just want to talk about it at the start of this year. In two months, 
we're going to invite anyone in our life that may be curious about Jesus to an intro alpha night, which we'll show a video. And then we will split up those people that have come and put them into home alpha groups. So it won't be ran at the church all year, but it'll be ran for eight weeks after that night in homes. That means if you've got someone you're praying for, that means if you don't have someone you're praying for, this is a time to start praying. And if they say, I'm just curious about faith, this is the perfect night to do dinner. And for them to, the Alpha stuff is the best Christian explain stuff for this generation that I can find. I'm happy for suggestions, but it's quality, quality stuff. And so on the 3rd of March as a church, as a posture to say, we really want some tools as a church to bring in new people. We want to see new people baptised. We want to see people come into the hope that is Jesus. There's 85% of Burley is unchurched, which means what feels like the 400 churches on the Gold Coast, probably exaggerating, but I know it's around 250. That means we're sharing 15% of the Christians. We're just swapping them. That means 85% don't have the hope. So the, the church believes, Burley, Burley believes that we need to have some tools in place to allow that to happen. There's no expectation. We're not claiming anything. We're just going to ask God to do some work in our lives and hopefully uh, we might get three people there and that means a heap of us will go through it for the first time. We might get 100. But be praying for the 3rd of March as we run our first Alpha Night. That's a habit that the church wants to put in place and be intentional about bringing new people to Christ. And hopefully after eight weeks, we have a bunch of baptisms. Or not even a bunch. If we have one baptism, how good is that? Someone finding the hope of Jesus. So be in prayer for that. And so the second thing, that's the first thing I want to talk about. The second practice I want to talk about is this is meant to be a book club sermon series, which we're recommending books. And I want to recommend a book because I reckon when you hear Alpha, when you hear an intro Alpha night, when you hear sharing your faith, you instantly think of, um, well, I do, sorry. You think of Billy Graham. And you think, is Steve wanting me to get up at work or where I live and stand up on the, the table and start preaching the gospel? And, and uh, is that what he's asking? And you're thinking, oh, I, don't, I don't know if I can do that. Or you may not even feel comfortable approaching someone brand new and explaining the whole gospel. In fact, the whole idea of inviting someone, you might be already shaking or thinking about that. It's pretty scary. You may not feel like you're gifted in the way that Billy Graham was gifted. Um, you may feel gifted in other ways. And that's the book I want to recommend. That's exactly what the writer of the book I want to recommend to you guys this morning. And we've got them for sale out there for $10. Um, which is their price. <laughs> um, and if you want to buy that off and read it this year, we're recommending a book every week for the next four weeks that our leadership has been reading. Uh, this book is called Surprise the World by Mike Frost. And the tagline is Five Habits of Highly Missional People. He says, maybe you're not Billy Graham. Maybe you're Jonathan Roberts, Jonathan Flannery, Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan Rema. So I'm looking, no, so is, or maybe your name's not Jonathan, but maybe you're you and you're gifted in certain ways. And he says there's a way you can align your life so that you live a questionable life, he says. And what he means by that is someone observes your life and you're not necessarily wearing religious robes, <laughs> but you're more generous. You seem at peace. 
You seem broken, but you seem to be able to reconcile that to something and try harder. You seem to be at peace with the fact you're sinful, but you're trying to be better. You don't mark your calendar the same way as the rest of the people that you work with. And so he talks about these habits to make people question. And so I want to recommend that this morning. If you're thinking about Alpha and you're thinking, how could I invite people to that? Love you to consider reading this book. Super helpful in some habits that you can put in your calendar that are really simple that make people question. And so they end up saying to you, what on earth is wrong with you? (laughs) Or what on earth is right with you that you seem like this? Can you tell me what you have? And yes, of course, the Bible asks us to have an answer to that. Well, I'll tell you what's right with me. I know this guy called Jesus. If you're curious about it, we're running an alpha night on the 3rd of March. Love you to come along and just at the very least come that night and explore it. Five missional habits. I'm just checking out the time on whether I go through two. So let me just give you a hint of two of the habits he gives us. And then we'll... um, I'll let you read. I won't spoil the whole book for you guys. So Mike Frost talks about it. Mike Frost is a Baptist minister, writer, teacher at Morling College in Sydney. And he actually did use this in his congregation. And through these five missional habits, they grew. Didn't have any big rallies, which is fine. Rallies are great as well, but no one will come in this generation because they don't trust the church. This generation want to see Jesus played out. And so he, he got his church to run through these habits. And uh, he saw growth in the church he saw new people he's still seeing new people come to christ so the the habits are these it's bells it's bless not east i even proofread these really really tried this week eat listen learn and scent bells and i just want to talk about two i'll let you read the book i'll let you guys decide but there's two that i wanted to concentrate on this morning and the first one was listen Mike Frost encourages us that as we look at this blank calendar as we look at the the patterns that Jesus the habits that Jesus would have us do he says to set a time and eliminate distraction for us to listen to God super simple super difficult I I, will for my testimony is super difficult let me give you just a really I'm going to stop using the Bible app I thought in January I'm going, to, I'm going to do one of those read through the Bibles. Um, um, and I was like, I just can't use, this is just me, this is an example, I can't use my phone. <laughs> There's too many other fun, distracting things on it. And nearly, without a doubt, I get on my Bible app, um, I read the Bible for sermons, I read the Bible for prep as my job, but often I forget to read the Bible for me <laughs> and for what God has for me. And so I really wanted to set some good habits this year and read the Bible for me and God. So I'll get the Bible out, out there, and then I'll remember that new game I downloaded, and they need, you see, you need to collect coins on it. And so I'll just quickly collect the coins on it, then I'll go back, and I'll read a bit of the Bible, and I'll reward myself by going back and collecting more coins on the other app I've got. Guess what happens? I just end up collecting coins, and by that stage, one of the kids have cried, or I have to go to work. So for me, I'm going to eliminate the Bible app, and I'm going to print it out, And I'm going to hard copy the Bible and I'm going to read it that way. That's just for me. I don't know what it is for you. What will help you listen to God this year? What do you need to eliminate, be true to yourself with, and set time to listen? Mike Frost encourages us to listen to God regularly. 
more important than what your friends think, more important than what the world thinks, your pastor thinks. What does God think? Why did he create you and have you be born in 2019? Why does he have you at Burley Heads Church of Christ? Why does he have you in this era, in this season, in this time? And what has he got for you this year? Again, can't make time, have to manage it. Eliminate distraction. For me, it's eliminate the Bible app. Just doesn't work for Steve Gray. Too much fun to be had on my phone. I need to get a hard copy of the Bible or I need to use a hard copy of the Bible for my readings. What's it for you? The second habit, and this is more of a celebration of what's been going on at this church. The second habit Mike Frost talks about is E is for eat. If you've been with us for a while this year, you might be going, here he goes again. We spent nine weeks preaching about why you should eat with each other. So I won't go over that. Rather, I just want to celebrate and, and maybe spur us on and say, it's working. It's working. Turns out what Jesus told us to do, did himself, and what Mike Frost encourages us to do, really, really works. Uh, let me just give you a snapshot. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, we did nine weeks on radical hospitality, about inviting new people into our homes, inviting neighbours into our homes, inviting work colleagues into our homes or out for a coffee or out for a meal and inviting each other and eating and seeing what happens. And this is some of the things that have been happening through that. I was at a home for Christmas, um, some family from here, and they had two non-church ladies that they invited but kind of like just didn't think they'd come. So I said, Would you, do, you, do you have somewhere for Christmas? Where you got a place if you want to come? They jumped at it, said, we have nowhere for Christmas, we'll be there. And we spent the morning in the pool talking about church, faith. Um, not, we weren't even trying. Um, they just wanted to ask about it. What's going on? Why do you also, something's here. And they just spent a lot of, and I know that person is now looking um, to go through Alpha. I said to her about Alpha coming up. She said, I need it sooner because this girl is curious after meeting everyone and wants to go through Alpha sooner. Um, I, I don't know, I saw, I know some of the people in this congregation have had neighbours, work colleagues and more over for dinner or went out for dinner or went out for a coffee or whatever. Over Christmas Eve, the dinner we had here, we had people eating with us that had been invited. Uh, personally, we, we, we managed to get some people over from the kindy, which was fantastic, coming and eating with us. Mike Frost challenges us. There's been plenty of stories. Oh, the hospitality dinners we're doing here and we'll kick back off in Feb, which is eating together. Every single report from it has been, I didn't know this about that person. It's been, um, it's actually been funny. So if it's been an older person, if I can say they're talking about a younger person, they've said to me, gee, they're passionate about Jesus. Gee, it's exciting to see the new generation. And then for the younger people to the older people, it's gone, did you know they did this? Did you know they were this for 20, 30 years of their life? Do you know they had this experience? It's working. It turns out some of us can get up on tables and preach the gospel and some of us are just really good at eating and doing it together. And so Mike Frost has this challenge. He says, eat with three people a week. And it can be a coffee, it can be a meal, it doesn't have to be a three-course dinner that's you've prepared at your home. It can be anything. 
It can be a snack. It can be uh, having morning tea at Smoko and just sitting next to each other and eating your sandwich. But he says three people he challenges with. He says one person from your church or one group from your church, one person from outside the church, and he says the third person you choose. Mark Frost says you do that every week or attempt to do that every week and you will have people question your life. You will have people say what is right with you and you will eventually be able to invite them to Alpha or explain Christ and the hope you have in some other way. So to eat with three people a week, whoever you choose, is the challenge Mike gives us and we've been doing it here and can I just encourage us, it's working. It's working. It allows us to get close enough to God by listening and with his people by eating that they start to question your life. Let's be praying this year for those curious enough to come to Alpha in March and as individuals, can I go back to that first challenge? If nothing else this morning, ask yourself, what has God got for you in 2019? What habits can you put in place? Not as a legalistic thing, but out of the grace he has given, out of the freedom you have, what habits can you put in place to see his transformation? Let's pray. And uh, yeah, we will play one more song. That'll be fine. So let's pray. Father God, speak into 2019, Lord. We invite you in before the busyness, before the world preaches at us, before they tell us what we need to do, Lord. I pray we can spend some time reflecting on what you have for us in 2019, what you would like from us, what, where you would like to see us grow. We pray your spirit moves amongst us this morning and in the conversations to follow. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.